Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. We've created a free self-care checklist and it's ready for you to download today. On the checklist, you'll find 50 brand new ideas to practice self-care. And it's not just bubble baths. Download the free checklist today and be reminded of the importance of practicing self-care. Head to the merrymakersisters.com forward slash self-care. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Get Married Podcast. This is episode 368 and we're so excited to be here with you today. I think like we're extra excited about this episode because it's super timely with a couple of stuff that's been happening with our friend, all of the messages we've been sending and our teacher training. And we feel like very excited and inspired to share this information, which is, it's funny when this happens. Yeah. Like when you're extra excited and I don't know, you just pumped to talk about this subject. Exactly. It's nice. It's like, this is what we're meant to be talking about. I know. And you've got to follow that. I Follow think, the bliss. Yes. Follow that the excitement, fun, that joy, that yeah. feeling where it's just like, you just can't stop talking about it. Um, so this episode is all about, we're going to call it media training. It's not necessarily media training. Uh, it is, but it's also so much more. <laughs> it really is about sharing your story yeah. publicly. And I think, yeah, you might not be talking to media. It might just be in a room filled with people. Mm-hmm. It could be a social occasion or it could be a business networking mm-hmm. event. Uh, it could even be your first date. It's simply about talking to people where you feel nervous. I think, can we call it that? Talking, talking to, to people, people when you feel nervous. nervous. Training, how to do that. <laughs> yeah, and I think this is so, like, it's funny when you think about this because, you know, we've both done, like when I was studying public relations and we actually, like we were studying media mm. training and learning about this, it all can cross over. Like oh, just yeah. because it's for the camera or for the radio or for the podcast doesn't mean it's just for that. No way. I mean, literally that would help you in every life mm-hmm. situation because communication, conversation, relationship building is important in every single field. I mean, even the ones where you think pe- perhaps they're not important. Mm. No, it is important because people like we are, we're a community and we have millions of different communities, really. Like we have our friendship communities, we have our work, we have our network, uh, we have the the family. Like it's all extensive, isn't it? And it you you know you you create new groups of communities all the time. Yeah, and I think the reason why it's important to kind of focus on this and like expanding this skill set is it actually makes life more enjoyable. Agree. So you know. Imagine if you could walk into a room where usually you might feel nervous or a little bit like out of place. Imagine instead you could walk in and feel like 
confident to have a conversation with anybody. And I think when you are not naturally this way inclined, you think you cannot develop these skills, Mm. but it's completely not true. As someone who was very shy, uh, you know, I was a shy kid. I was the shy kid described that way. Oh, she's just shy. She's Mm. shy. She's shy. She doesn't talk much. She's shy. As you can see, things have changed. And that's because I (laughs) I trained myself though. I practiced. Yes. I stepped outside my comfort zone. And absolutely, you can go from feeling super shy and anxious in a room filled with people or perhaps uh, on a podcast interview or in front of a camera getting interviewed for whatever you're passionate about. Teaching a yoga class. Teaching a yoga class. You can be up the front of that class teaching confidently. It just takes a few steps to get to that point. Yeah, I think that's actually a really interesting thing. And I know like with our yoga teacher training coming up, this is one of the questions that we've been getting a lot like into our inbox is like, you know, like, what if I like, what if I don't think I can teach or like, does can everybody teach? Can anyone teach? Mm. And, you know, one of our teachers said to us in a, in a room full of people, when someone asked this exact question, she said, no. Like teaching is only for certain people. And I completely disagree. Yeah. If you have a drive, if you have a desire to want to teach, you absolutely can learn. Mm -hmm. If you have the right teacher teaching you the right skills. And I think that message I feel like is such a – I don't know. It it kind of makes you feel deflated. Mm -hmm. It doesn't inspire. It doesn't motivate. What we will say to you is we'll be honest in that, you know, it might take some people longer than others. Someone might be this natural presenter. Perhaps they're in their their past life, they were a news presenter Mm. or, you know, they had this... this On stage. Exactly. Like, you know, Carla, you had experience on a stage throughout... I mean, primary school, high school, you were on stage, Mm -hmm. college, you were on stage. Obviously, then you are a great presenter because you trained this way in these very formative years. Me, I think I had like two presentations on stage, drama presentations, uh, wow, an Elizabethan one and like this this country one I remember. Was, that was monologue night. Yeah, monologue night. I did that and I felt so excited <laughs> and amazing after doing that because I was bloody scared. But, you know, I had far less training. So obviously when we did start teaching, both of us, you were very on natural. Camera. On camera and in person in yeah. real life life you know you were just like you breezed through it literally whereas I was like a shaking sweating self-doubting mess like I needed pep talks from Carla literally I I was without Carla I would not have been able to teach (laughs) I'm not kidding I'm really not kidding like I needed that extra support because it wasn't naturally it naturally felt horrible. Yeah, but the I hated and it. And the moral <laughs> of the story, though, is you went from that to yes. now walking into any room, putting on any camera in front of you, and being able to, to teach a full length Pilates class. No doubt, it, I reckon if I was like sick one day, you could probably teach a yoga class. Like you would, like I know, yeah, yeah, like you right. would be able to, like you would be able to, like confidently be like, you know what, we're gonna do like a Pilates yoga fusion. Let's yeah. do this. And also, if I actually dug deep and thought about it, because mm. I've never thought about doing it, yeah. it's like oh, I just need to think about it. I should think about that just, yeah, in just case, in case. And the other thing is, like, with our, I guess, ten years of business experience, like throughout these ten years, I don't know how many podcast interviews we've done, yeah, how many. Um, TV interviews we've done, how many radio interviews. I, I don't know. I can't tell you many. Mm. 
but that has also really helped. And I think like it is like the biggest thing is practice, but the bigger thing is preparation. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. Like very simple ways to prepare yourself for any kind of situation where you're talking to somebody, whether that's in a media sense or in a real life situation. If that's a party, if it's a networking event, if you're on stage. And I'm really excited about this because they're simple things, but if you do them, you will feel so much more confident. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love this topic so much. So exciting. (laughs) All right. So I think the way that we're going going to kind of go through these tips is as if we were preparing for a kind of interview. Mm-hmm. Um, but remember this, this just crosses over to any kind of situation, any kind of situation. So number one, our tip is to prepare yourself. So see if you can ask for a list of questions that the interviewer might ask you. If that is not possible, then you need to do a little bit of research Listen to previous episodes, look at different uh, news segments where these people have interviewed other people. If you're going to a networking event, Google some of the people who you know might be attending and mm-hmm. see if you can kind of get a little bit of an idea of what you're going yeah. into. It's like having a little bit more insight, not going in with zero information, just being a tiny bit prepared mm-hmm. even, just having like something in your back pocket. Like perhaps you're getting interviewed on a national TV show and you can look up something similar that, you know, a person in a, in a similar field that was interviewed two weeks ago, yeah. you could see what that interview was like. Then you could understand, okay, this interviewer, what he's a little bit cheeky. Uh, okay, let, we can have fun here. Yeah. Or he's really serious or she's really serious. Or maybe she asks these really like crazy questions and it's like, okay, be prepared for a little bit like outside the box questions. Yes. Yeah, so good. And I remember when we would go to – we haven't been to a conference in a long time because I feel like people – I mean, there are conferences, but the ones that we've been to haven't run. But when we would go to them, we would have a list of attendees who we would want to meet and what we would do is we would like google them and see like what what their business is like where have they been have they been traveling lately like we'd look on their instagram we'd literally stalk them but that's because (laughs) i remember someone did that remember dan did that yeah at a conference and like it was oh oh my god i was was like crazy geez i was like that's insane that you literally have looked up every attendee. He did every single every person. Single one. I mean, it was a small group mm. and obviously. 50. <laughs> that's a lot that's of people. Look, uh, he does he, he, Dan does him. We, we do, do our we. version. We do we. It's, like, it's more like we're kind of like quickly like, oh, they're cool. Like we would get on with yeah, them. Yeah. Like, we love what they do. Like we definitely wouldn't look up everyone and like not into such detail. No. Um, but yeah, I think it's really a great idea to just have insight. And if you know a little bit about someone, they will really look highly upon you, you know, like, oh, they did their research. Oh, these guys, like, oh, these girls, like, oh, these people, uh, they're, they're legit. They take this seriously Mm -hmm. and then they will be more inclined to do a little bit of research on you. Mm -hmm. And especially in a business networking situation, like this is very important because relationships are everything. They really are. 
Absolutely. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So once you've done a little bit of your own research, perhaps you've asked for a list of questions. We've been given lists of questions for podcast interviews before. Our kind of preference is to not have questions because there is such thing as being too prepared uh, and and it not feeling natural. However, you might not work that way. You might work best in being fully prepared. And I also want to let, like, also remember we have a duo here. Mm. There's two of us. So uh, we are very lucky in that. We have definitely been able to learn how to not overtalk. Oh, is that the word? Overtalk? Uh, interrupt. Interrupt each other too much. Like we, we're pretty good at that. Every now and again, as you know, if you listen a lot, sometimes we do talk over one another. We do not. <laughs> but uh, we've really learned that. Mm-hmm. But the thing with having two people is that when I lose my point, Carla jumps in. When she loses her point, I jump in. Like we can literally tap each other, SOS, SOS. Like I don't know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times have we been on a podcast interview where I'm like, what the heck was the question? I'm talking <laughs> about something and I literally have no idea. And I'll even say that. But as long as what you're saying is interesting and good, it really doesn't matter. Like Agree. these interviewers, actually every interviewer, whether it's TV, podcast, whatever you're getting interviewed on, if you're being interesting, educational, entertaining, they don't really care what you're saying as long as it's not like uh, illegal or, you know, like. Yeah, unless uh, it's like swearing. a terrible thing. Yeah, a terrible saying. thing. Like, you know. It, we're talking about like if you're telling a cool story, but the question was nothing to do with it. What did that's you have fine. for breakfast? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I mean, that that's a good point to add. Like, be educational, be entertaining, be interesting. Mm. Like, what do you like to listen to on an interview or a podcast? Listen, like, listen and learn. Listen and base your your kind of like like base yours off them. If you like what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. What can you learn from that and what can you take but make it yours? Yeah. I mean, we're forever doing this, like not just listening to podcasts and things. Like we'll go into like real life businesses and we'll Mm. be like, why is this place so popular? Like what do we like about Mm. this? And like we'll always question things. You can learn so much from not just from like, you know, podcasts like this where we're actually teaching you something or sharing something with you, but just from experiencing something. And I think if you can be that kind of person where you learn from like just experiencing things, that's a very big talent. Mm -hmm. Okay. So step one, ask for the list of questions, prepare yourself, look at previous interviews, maybe do a little bit of research of who you're going to meet. And like literally when we say this, it's like, don't look at a hundred interviews. No. Look at two. two. Like just a few. And even like, not even the whole one. Yeah. Just like snippets. Or like read the show notes if they've got show notes, like get a bit of a briefing. I, I just think when you, okay. Like if you had watched something with the interviewer or heard something, you will feel more confident. You won't be so on the spot because you're like, I feel more prepared. I did my research. I put my best foot forward. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great thing. So it's like nerves will be less. Yeah, It's like think back to school when you hadn't practiced your speech and you just had your palm cards and you were like, I'm just going to wing it. And like, you probably didn't do as good as you probably could have. Look, I'm the queen of winging it and I don't always recommend it. I mean, I did wing your wedding speech. I would you say. You did very and I well. I did great. You did good. You had pauses, yes. pause for drama, pause yes. for funny. Um, so fun. Okay, so let's move on to the next step. Now, these two steps do kind of intertwine and we will uh, loop it all back together once we've talked about step two. Step two is have your key messages. And 
I was thinking about this because we were talking to our friend about key messages last week and I was remembering back to my studying days, which is like, oh my God, so long ago now, which is so crazy. When I got my degree in public relations, key messages was absolutely drilled into us. And when I first heard about them, I had no idea what they meant. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. (laughs) And now I can see how important these are by using them in our business. So I think this real life, experience god it changes yeah. everything and i think like obviously big corporations and companies need these like i remember from when we worked at ncc mm-hmm. national convention center in canberra which is affiliated and managed by ihg group intercontinental hotel group uh this is a massive international company so obviously they need like this uh what's the word like overarching overarching structure you know company structure they needed key messages. They needed to tell you this stuff. So like it could translate to countries, international countries. Mm. So, you know, the brand was transpired through all these different cultures and people and places. So, I mean, we had great lessons in that. Like, oh, these are our key messages. This is what we have to do. That's obvious. But at a personal level, we can also have key messages, even if all you're representing is yourself. Mm. Even it's like, like, I don't want to be too like, you know, curated. Like we're not, it's not like we're creating our own brand, but maybe we are creating our own brand. Like it's a representation of us. And how do we translate that in as short a time as possible? Because these interviews and these things, they're not long. Like if you get called up and you're like, example, oh, you've won this award, best gelato in Australia. Like you need to know what your key messages are because you're going to have about two minutes. Mm -hmm. That's And that's if you're lucky. One minute. Yeah. And like, remember that if it's not live, it also gets edited. And also that is who our friend is, Majda. Well done. Yeah, well done. You won. That's amazing. Everyone go try out that Lint 60% uh, gelato, which I have tried and it is very good. It's in Southport Ferry Road Market. (laughs) We'll put a link to it. Um, No, key messages. So a couple of things about key messages. Uh, let's let's bring it back to the business sense. Let's bring it back to like if we were actually representing a brand or your own business or a company. Uh, you want to have three to five key messages, like overarching key messages. And these will change depending on the interview, depending on what's happening, whether it is like a timely interview like a, like an award or whether it's like more of a uh, you're just being interviewed because you're an expert in this field mm-hmm. kind of thing. Any media, let me just like underline this, any media is an opportunity for you to get free advertising. Like this is what PR is. And Mm. I just think like it is, it is such an opportunity and it is an exciting thing that you can kind of really grab onto. And if you've got your key messages, it can be such an amazing outcome. Yes. Gosh. So key messages, most important to least important. That is very, that like, that is the most important thing you need to remember. Like, what is the overarching message you want to get across? What is the one sentence you want to make sure you say in this interview? And then have a few others, but they will be less important. Yes. Because you might not get the opportunity to say them. Get the first two done Mm -hmm. and that's successful. Boom. If you get all five done, you're amazing. You managed to do it. Yes. And I will also say, like, practice this. Mm -hmm. Like, Create, uh, you know, at home situations. Get your friend to ask you questions. 
Even get your friend to ask questions that you're not prepared for, even better. Be on the spot. Imagine the camera in front of you. Like feel what you're going to film feel. yourself with yes. your camera. Film yourself and watch yourself. Uh, and don't be too critical. Yeah, don't be too critical mm-hmm. because you're just trying. You're just exactly. Practicing. And people like natural. Like mm. we don't want too we don't want too perfectly curated. Like we do like natural mm. things, right? Like I like to see someone who I relate to Mm -hmm. and I relate to people who can laugh, who are real, who are funny, who have great stories. Uh, You know, they might say, um, or like, it doesn't matter. They might stuff up a word. It doesn't matter. You just keep going. You laugh it off. Uh, It's normal. It's real. That's what people like. Yeah. Okay. So now that we've talked about these key messages, how do they link to that first point and this is this is where it gets interesting because even you can do all the research that you want you can ask for all the questions they might not ask you those (laughs) questions that is the truth so we want to make sure that when we're answering the questions that the interviewer has asked us that we also magically seamlessly weave our key message into the answer. Yes, because there's nothing worse than like they ask a random question and then you just list your key messages that <laughs> like, you know, when I said that bit about like, if you're you're tr- like not answering the question, but if you're just saying buy my book or sign up to my course, this isn't going to work. This is going to put people off you. I mean, we have experienced this. We've interviewed people where it was like, we didn't ask anything about their book. And it's like my book, my book, my book, my book, in my book, in my book. In my book. In my book. And in my book. Do you know what? Some media trainers. I think she wants us to buy her book. <laughs> Some media trainers will tell you to do that. I, oh, I think it's terrible. I'm going to say don't do that because a great lesson that I think we also learned from Dan. Thanks, Dan. Um, was be interesting and therefore people will then seek more information yes. out about you. Yes. I'm not saying don't promote the next logical step for the person who's listening because that is that is yeah. one of the points here you that we will to. talk about. But I am saying don't just promote your course or your online program or your training or your book or your event where it doesn't even make sense but also like do it once or twice not like continuously. you don't need to keep doing it like it doesn't work I don't know it it makes me cringe it puts me off and I'm sure I'm like every regular human out there yeah. I'm sure many people feel the same like I hate it <laughs> we ha- I can remember like interviewing people and like as soon as they would say something like, in my book, in my course, I would get like, it would be like a internal aversion. Yeah. To- and I must say like, probably sometimes I do say in Mary Body, like I probably do that a lot, but I feel like, I feel like Mary Body's different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, do what, am I? Wait, like, wait, 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 wait. Oh, no, it's more. Look, no, we're perfect. Obviously. We, obviously we have <laughs> nothing to change about ourselves. Oh, we're clearly joking. No, I think when it's OTT. Yeah. Like absolutely say it once, say it maybe twice, and yeah. then let's leave that. We know you yeah. have a book now. Yeah. Uh, so 
let's then finish on key messages here with have a little idea of like, what would you like the listeners to do next? Yes. Uh, And this is important, not just in interviews, not just when you're on TV or radio. This is also important with like social media and stories that you're sharing on Instagram or writing or blogging or newsletters. Have a next logical step. That might be something free. I think this is a really good idea. Have something of value that is absolutely free where these people can go and find more information out about you. So it means, okay, if you are online based, what can you give away for free? We give free Pilates classes, meditations, give free trials, free trials. Uh, you give us your email, we'll give you this free stuff Mm -hmm. and then you're on our list and we'll send you our newsletter. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have opened up that communication. Let's do the ice cream example, gelato. Okay, we're doing free samples today or we're doing free samples on Saturday of our winning flavor. Boom. All right. Like, who's going to be there? Everyone. And who's, what, like, that is such such a next logical step for this kind of situation because... Boom, you've got a national television interview or even a local television interview. What do you want people to do? You want to want people to come and try it. Definitely I would put a big flashy sign up as well, like winner. Like you need to have that winner, winner, winner. Like especially if you're in an area where get, it gets passer by mm-hmm. traffic. If you mm-hmm. have foot traffic, you need some signs that stand out. Uh, I mean it's these tiny little things that – They are simple and obvious, but like sometimes you forget about it. Mm. And especially when you do have an opportunity like the TV or the national thing, like these don't come by every day. Sometimes it's like, oh yeah, like it's, you you get these opportunities and you forget that actually it's amazing. Yes. But this is why big companies have media uh, teams Teams. because it's not your job if you're not in media to know all this stuff. This is a specialized job and obviously – us being in our own small business, we've kind of had to be the 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 media person, media, and also because you <laughs> did do your PR studies, like, and I did study events and advertising, so we actually do have a background in communications and this kind of stuff. Like, we we're passionate about communication. Yes, uh, we we are. We love it. Did you notice? Um, so now that we've talked about key messages and then also weaving your key messages into the answers of the questions that you might be getting. One of the easiest ways or one of the best ways I would say, and this is what number four, no, kind of number three, to to weave your key messages in or to get your point across, your opinion across, is to bring in story. Mm. So we do this all the time, Emmy, when we're getting interviewed and someone asks us about like, I don't know, acceptance or something. Mm. Rather than explaining what self-acceptance is, we weave in a story about us or we are all about a member or something like that something where we've seen it actually happen and the reason why this works really well is because people love story well let's think about it what are we all watching every night stories but they're stories (laughs) stories what are we what have we been reading since like whenever books were invented Stories. stories like the original story like it's the same story over and over, the hero's journey, mm. but it always works. It always communicates messages that translates to real life. Even the most fictional, outrageous, like not true stories relate to real life. Yes. And, you know, when you're getting interviewed, what is your story? 
And how can you relate to other people when they are listening? They'll be like, oh, I see myself in that story. Mm. And it might not be like one overarching story. It could be many, many stories. It could be that you have a story for each and every small key message that you have. And the reason why story works so well is because people connect with that and people understand through story. So instead of saying you should practice self-acceptance, we tell a story about how our lives were changed through this practice. And that's where people are like, oh my gosh, like Emma and Carla, like they used to like loathe their bodies and they used to do X, Y, Z. And I still do that. But look at their journey from A to B and now their lives are completely different. And like that is inspiring because we, uh, the listener has has I guess understood a change or not a not a transformation I want to use that word but like a journey and experience that you've gone through and they think I wonder if I can do that maybe I should sign up to their newsletter or their freebie and learn from them yes be inspired by them uh and I think also obviously connects relates it's also memorable. Yes. And I mean, we had this great lesson from Ken who we still catch up with. He's from Canberra and he's an amazing businessman. And like he, this lesson, I know we've talked about it before, but we'll continue to talk about it again and again because it really helped us. Have a story, memorize your story, make it memorable. So, I mean, he even suggested if you need to embellish a tiny bit, you know, to make it a bit more exciting, like feel free to do this. And like, I feel like that's fine too. Like if you need to like exaggerate a tiny bit just to to have your story a little bit more entertaining, it's okay. We're not talking about creating a big fabricated lie. It might just be that, I don't know, that uh, I'm trying to think of a little, a little, fabrication but I can't think maybe of it. it's like well even though this was actually our story but say for example you had a sister and you both quit your jobs on the same day at the same time and you sent you sent exactly the same resignation email at exactly the same time we actually did that but say for example you guys sent it like on different days like maybe you would make up the story that you sent it on the same day and like but we actually but we actually did, did. but yeah that's a, that's <laughs> right, a good yeah, example like, like, that's a good like, example take our story and use our story yeah if you're sisters <laughs> but don't but if you're not sisters don't lie about being That's sisters. That's too much yeah. of a lie. Yeah. So like have your have your uh line that you don't cross. It just might I'm just it's like a slight exaggeration, yeah. not a lie. Yeah. Okay, guys, I'm not telling you to lie. Yeah. Uh, but it might be just to make it a bit more exciting. It, yeah, it's just like something like, I don't know, maybe you say like and there was like 50 people there and like maybe you said there was like 100 people yeah, there. Yeah. It's like you know, these it's tiny just too, little things. Like things yeah. that actually don't um make any yeah. kind of difference. But like It could be your story. I mean, how you got into something, Mm. you know, like you could describe this in a more exciting way perhaps than what it actually was. And maybe it's like also what Ken was saying because I'm just thinking about this more was like that's what he was saying. Like when you do tell your story, tell it in a way that's exciting. Yes. Because sometimes we can look at our own personal stories and be like, well, that's just my life. Like that's just what happened. So true. In the way that you tell it, it can be more exciting. It's so true. That's so true. Yeah, and yeah, that's that's really important actually because from an outsider perspective, someone who's never heard about you or from you, like them, they might be interested. So mm-hmm. don't talk about your life like it's just this normal, regular thing. Yeah, like it is this normal, regular thing. But like obviously, you're getting interviewed for some reason. Like. Mm-hmm. 
they don't just pick someone for no, no reason. Like they want to hear from you. Yeah. These companies or these podcasts, these news outlets or whatever, magazines, whatever it might be, they want good content and they've chosen you. Yeah. Like as an example, let's come back to our, our ice cream friend, Majda, because she got interviewed on the Today Show and they asked her this question, like, how did you get into this? And I was like, wow, this is like perfect opportunity story. Like yes. this is where you tell the story. And like Majda's story is really cool. Like she was studying uni in in Italy. Yes. Like I want to know, okay, Majda, tell me what town you were in Italy because there's, you know, there's a romance about that as well. Like yes. especially us Australians. We're yes. like, what? You studied uni in Italy? Like well, you're from more. Italy. Yeah. Uh, and also the fact that she was studying pharmacy. pharmacy. So it's it's like, you know, what are you doing studying that? Like that's chemicals. And like, what is gelato? Yeah, you're mixing things. You're creating these experimental flavors, <laughs> but it's just a whole lot sexier being gelato and not medicine. Yeah. And also, for me anyway, yeah. I don't know, maybe medicine is sexy. I don't know. Being, gelato is sexier. <laughs> being gelato and like you being Italian and like yeah. studying in Italy, yeah. like lots of little key things like that could be weaved yes. into that to make that story like, oh my God, I've got to go try this ice cream. And I also want to mention because like obviously, you know, Majda, I'm going to give you this message. Well done to you as well because obviously English is your second Mm. language. And I think anyone who has English or, you know, maybe you're in Italy and English is your first language and Italian is your second language, whatever. If you're doing an interview in your second language, just be yourself, be proud and know that you're amazing. And anyone who is judgmental of you is absolutely ignorant. And so everyone who's ever judged someone in a second language and like being a bit like, oh, like what are they talking Impatient about? Just or- remember that these guys have learned a whole new language. And if you only know one, like me, we're the dum-dum. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I, I agree. Like I think like obviously being with someone who is a second language English person, I don't know how you say that better, and like meeting a lot more people, you're a whole lot more compassionate and understanding and like your eyes are opened. Uh, sometimes I feel like shame on me for not being so compassionate and understanding before. before. And it not that I was ever rude, but I wasn't, I definitely wasn't as empathetic, empathetic or you know, in awe of these people mm. who have picked up their lives and traveled across the freaking globe. And like, if they experience any kind of judgment or racism for this, it makes me so mad. And if we can advocate for this and stand up for these people and be more understanding and empathetic, good. Because it's a horrible thing that uh, in many countries there is still this judgment and racism. Yeah, I think that um, that's an, an amazing point to add and something that I am really glad that my eyes have been opened to and yeah. my mind has been opened to because, yeah, it just is these uh, migrants who travel and, like, literally – need to learn a whole new language not just spoken like these people can write I know. as well i'm like, like you guys are very smart it's like, you guys are too smart your brains are too good uh and then yeah i just think it's actually insanely intelligent like that is what it is it is so it is. and for someone who is trying to learn another language i'm gonna tell you it's 
really hard yeah it's so hard it's yeah really hard and i mean like i know there's these natural people who can speak like seven languages all right for you it's not that hard but like <laughs> for the normies out here yeah normie really hard I'm a normal person um Non-gym. but no marcia did so well yeah. and absolutely because that is another difficult to another difficult thing like it would have been a totally different story like you know if if it was an italian in italy imagine you trying to get interviewed in italian good luck all right. <laughs> they will be laughing me off the TV. They'd be like, who she is said, this girl? She said my sister's dog. Like, <laughs> you know that one, right? Mia sorella, il cane. cane. <laughs> my, okay. I think that's right. <laughs> I, I really want to – I, I want to finish on this, I know, like this very important next kind of point about being interviewed and – Potentially, it's a really hard one to overcome. And this is to not worry about what you look like. Yes. Because when you've got cameras in your face, when you've got a microphone in front of you, suddenly you just feel like obviously all eyes are on you and you get nervous about is my shirt this? Is my hair this? Is my face this? Do I look okay? What's my facial expression? Do I, I don't know, do I have to smile? And I just think if we can lose the thoughts about this and just focus on the question, life will be a lot easier. This is really hard though, especially if you are not used to being in front of a camera. Because mm. as soon as a camera lights are put in front of you, yes. it's like stage fright. Well, I mean, I think about when we first did Mary Body until like to now and like I'm totally different now like I'm way more natural like being in front of a camera doesn't faze me at all Mm. so practice obviously helps a lot but I mean mostly if you're getting interviewed it's not like an everyday thing it's like an every now and then thing so how do we move past uh that how do we get through the stage fright because it's okay if you feel nervous like Mm. it can be a good thing too because that means you care about the result that means you want to try so that's a good thing sometimes it's like shifting our thoughts around the nerves because sometimes it's like oh my god i'm nervous i hate this feeling it's so bad then you're like feeling even worse than just nervous I like to, I mean, we like to look at nervous is also excitement. So if you can kind of like look at, all right, I'm really excited. I'm excited to get my message across. Um, I think like getting to know or like creating a little conversation with the camera people help. So if you can somehow like build that rapport, I mean, that's their job too, Mm -hmm. like as a camera person or interviewer or whatever, like to make you feel comfortable. That's their jobs isn't it to get the the talent who they're interviewing to get them feeling comfortable because they want them to obviously create good content yeah look i hope that that is some intention yeah, I, don't I don't think that i i don't yeah. think that everyone is so wonderful i'm just like thinking about all the times that we've had interviews i mean and like even photo shoots remember that photo shoot we did in sydney and it was like a sister oh my God, photo shoot it was, it was awful. so awful and they made us wear these disgusting clothes and do and our they, hair they slicked my hair back and i was like i hate my hair like this it was such a bad photo shoot yeah experience. but that was our bad because yeah. we didn't put our foot down yeah and this is another thing like if you're not comfortable saying something or answering a question you don't have to yeah what about live TV? Because that's harder, obviously, because live you can't just be like, I'm not going to answer that. I mean, you can, you but can. obviously you can do it in a media. I think, well, you could do a uh, – was it Kim Kardashian who pretended to be Frozen? Or oh, that was one of the Kardashians. Did she actually? 
<laughs> actually? Yeah, they asked her a question and she they pretended. I don't know which one it was. It was one of them. Uh, they pre- She pretended to, like, lose connection and to freeze. But she oh. wasn't. Like, as in, like, so it wasn't, well, it in, wasn't in No, 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 it wasn't it in was studio. It was, okay. like, it was on camera. Like, they were in America and oh we were, they were in Australia. God. And they were asking a question about, oh I think, God. some kind of drama. And, yeah, she pretended that it froze. But you could tell that it wasn't frozen because, like, her eyes were moving. Oh, like, my it was, God. Yeah, but I was like, oh, well, good on her. She didn't want to answer that question. I mean, it's true. We shouldn't have to feel no. like we need to answer it, even if it is live. Like, if you feel like this is crossing a boundary, mm. hell no. Don't answer it. I think you just you again you have a key message like yeah. if that like obviously like if that's happening there might be something controversial like around yes, what you're doing yes, so yes. preempt that and this is why it's important to do your research preempt yes. the sticky questions yes. and how you're going to go about that I mean like literally this is why big corp big companies have PR representation like they hire someone mm. to deflect because if yeah that, if, if deflect 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 it's like and they're the most annoying interviews really ever because you're like they're not answering the question they just keep like painting this other picture and spinning mm. it's it's spinning story spinning and like although we, you study PR and like you get ta- you got taught that really yeah like I also hate it because it's like well open communication is also important and we're not really talking about that we're no. not, like if you're getting interviewed for something usually it's like an exciting thing but perhaps it is for something like horrible as well so that's I mean when you I do. can give you an we can give you an example of where like a media opportunity blew up in our face mm-hmm. and that was when we got uh mm interviewed on SBS Inside and we were being like we were being we were under the impression that this was going to be a very great interview for us that it was all going to be about our business and our success and rah 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 and then we got thrown into the the studio and it was actually about eating disorders and they were pretty much saying that we contribute eating disorders isn't that so insane that we didn't even know that episode was on eating disorders they didn't tell us my god uh and so, you know, this is this was a situation where we were asked questions and we really didn't know how to answer them. Can I just say, if we had have listened to future Emma and Carla talking about this, we would have done a lot more. Like, we would have more questions. Asked more questions. And we would have watched a few more episodes of SBS Inside and realized, hey, like, these guys do some dirty things here. Like, yeah, and maybe pretty- this isn't the show for yeah. us. Maybe we should say no. Yeah. And, uh, they, do, and they also do some great things, obviously, yes. too. It's just that they use the wrong people. Yeah. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. We've talked about this before. Yeah. Maybe maybe we did need it to hear that. It was great because it pointed us toward everybody. And so we are grateful for that. Um, but, yeah, so that is just like an example where we experienced that and we didn't have an idea of how we would answer that question. No. But perhaps if we did, we would have uh, felt a lot better about that experience. But, yeah, have an idea, like, if there is anything that might come up where you actually don't want to answer that question or how you're going to go about that and have your answer in your mind. And practice. And you can walk out of an interview. Yeah. That's what we should have done. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. No one's forcing you to no. stay anywhere. You can turn your Zoom call off. Yeah. You can hang up that phone call. You can um, say, oh, this interview's over on national live TV. Yeah. I don't care what you do. Like if yeah. you're, if you are and like, and no one else really does either. Yeah. Like this is your life. And, and you can talk about what you want to talk about. Yeah. Like if, if they're asking a question, you can literally say, oh, I don't feel comfortable answering that, but blah, 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 yeah. blah. Like 
Oh, I don't know about that, but blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you like, know, that's That's a good where thing. you have your key messages. I'm not sure, but dot, 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 key message, key message, your story, filter through mm-hmm. what your message is. We, although the interviewer seems to have control, you can take control of the situation. Yeah. You can be really confident and, you know, get the stuff you want to talk about across. Mm. And you can also do it in a fun way. Yeah, and I just want to add, like, as a last point, that what you just said there was like, you know, I don't know about that because when you're getting interviewed, sometimes you feel, and this is like, I remember in the early days we felt this, sometimes you feel you have to have all the answers and that you're the expert. Like how you need to know this. It's not true. You can say, I don't know about that. I might need to look into that. I'm going to do a bit more research on that. Actually. I've never thought about that. Like all these things you can say. And again, this makes you more relatable. Yeah. If someone is watching and or listening and they hear you say, I don't know, I'm going to go research more. They're like, oh, cool. This person's normal. Yeah. This person's or, just like me. Or you can say, I don't know, but my acquaintance or yeah. my colleague is like an expert in yeah. this. Like be sure to check her out or him out. Yes. I mean, this is a great thing too, to mention other people in yes. interviews. Also another thing like to connect yourself uh to I mean it's also good like as in if you do it for each other this helps you as well like if you have someone mentioning you in their interview oh my amazing and you can have this kind of relationship to to help each other that way amplify each other yes I think it's really exciting and I think this information is really so good like I love this episode so much so if you know anyone who I don't know recently got interviewed and feel like they completely sucked, send them this. <laughs> if they feel like they sucked, oh yeah, not, not you. you. Sorry, that's well, me. Maybe you thought that too. No, <laughs> I mean, like if they are talking about, like if they struggle, yes. Or maybe someone has an opportunity next week, and you're like, wait, this is exactly what this person needs. Yes. Uh, or maybe you need this. Awesome. Yeah, which I'm really excited. Like, so this is going to be covered off more, and I'm going to mention our our Marybody teacher training because yeah, it's relevant. That, plug I'm going to plug it. Uh, our Marybody teacher training, like this, is I guess one of the big differences with our training is that we will be including information like this yeah. about business. Because one thing that when I did all when I did research before we started our training, when I was like asking people who've done other trainings, the one thing that everyone said was like they didn't feel prepared after their training one to teach a class which is crazy in my mind and two to 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 have a business and to talk about their business we've had 10 years now of experience and I'm beyond excited that this information is also going to be included in our yoga teacher training like it's not just about yoga and philosophy that is a big part but it's going to be lots of this as well and the thing is this information isn't just useful for like business and uh work stuff no it's really useful for personal development uh i mean if you can walk into a room and feel more confident to be yourself uh to meet new people this is great Mm -hmm. it makes life as you said, a little bit more enjoyable with less anxiety, less stress, less self-doubt. I mean, life is short. Less self-doubt is a great thing. I agree. So if you want more information on that, our amazing Rose is going to pop a link in the show notes. So go and check out our teacher training. I'm really excited about it. Otherwise, we'll be back in your ears next week with a brand new episode. If you loved this one, let us know. We would love to hear from you. Give us a five-star rating and message us on Instagram if you take any of this advice and implement (laughs) it. And thanks, Majda, for being the best example. You seriously did 
amazing and you should be very proud of yourself and thank you for inspiring 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 this episode love you lots bye, bye.